I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Today we gather to honor Officer Brian Sicknick, a New Jersey native, a National Air Guard veteran, and a 12-year member of the Capitol Police Force. To Brian's parents, Gladys and Charles, his partner Sandra, his brother Ken and Craig, and the entire Sicknick family and the Capitol Police Force, thank you for giving Congress this privilege of honoring Brian with this ceremony. Let us pray. Eternal God, for whom no dawn arises and no evening sun sets. Today, Officer Brian Sicknick added his name to a list of very few individuals who have laid an honor in the Capitol Rotunda. Brian Sicknick, of course, is the a United States Capitol Police officer who lost his life as a result of uh, the events that transpired on January 6th, the riot, the storming of the United States Capitol. And today, Brian Sicknick became the fifth individual to lay in honor in the Capitol Rotunda. Let me share with you some of the other individuals who have, uh, who have been given that similar honor. Uh, Reverend Billy Graham laid in honor in the Capitol Rotunda from February 28th to March 1st, 2018. Of course, Reverend Billy Graham, the minister. Uh, Before that, you go back to 2005 when Rosa Parks, the civil rights leader, laid in honor. And before that, the first two to lay in honor in the Capitol Rotunda, a pair of Capitol Police officers, Jacob Chestnut Jr. and John M. Gibson, Detective Gibson. Uh, laid in honor on July 28, 1998. Uh, Let me walk through some of the comments that have been shared by uh, various members of Utah's congressional delegation. As this member of the United States Capitol Police, who lost his life in defense of the Capitol, uh, laid in honor, they able to uh, walk by, pay respects, and hear Uh, share some remarks. I'll go through those uh, just briefly here and then share some thoughts of my own. Uh, One of Utah's newest members of Congress, Blake Moore, uh, offered up in his statement, Officer Brian Sicknick lost his life protecting this building and many who work here and our democratic process. It was an honor to pay my respects to him and his sacrifice today. I will never walk through these halls without thinking of his service. Another one of Utah's newest members of Congress, Burgess Owens, writes, Officer Brian Sicknick is a hero, and I was honored to pay my respects to him today. My deepest condolences are with his family, loved ones, and the entire Capitol Police community. 
Representative Chris Stewart writes, Officer Sicknick sacrificed his life to protect our nation's Capitol building on January 6th. He and his family deserve our honor and support for his courage and service. One of the reasons I've decided to start today's program with, uh, with these comments, with a reminder of what is taking place today in the United States Capitol, is that uh, it was, what, just four weeks ago or so today that such a terrible event befell the United States Capitol. And it wasn't just an attack on the Capitol, but uh, on our way of being. We are a land of law and order. And that was challenged. And we should never forget that. And in the midst of that challenge, one officer lost his life. Moving over to the Senate side of Utah's federal delegation, Senator Mike Lee says the brave men and women of the United States Capitol Police risked life and limb defending us on January 6th. Today, we honor Officer Sicknick, who died in that fight. He is a hero, and we will never forget his sacrifice. Senator Mitt Romney says, Officer Brian Sicknick gave his life protecting the U.S. Capitol and the lives of those of us inside it. But most importantly, he gave his life protecting our democracy. He is a hero. Our Capitol Police officers are heroes. Rest in peace. We will never forget your sacrifice. I would add my voice to that in saying that uh, today and forevermore, we ought remember the sacrifice given by Officer Brian Sicknick. You don't, when you sign up to be a Capitol Police officer, expect that your life will be threatened each day. Typically, the job of a Capitol Police officer is uh, ushering tourists through metal detectors, letting folks know that, oh, sorry, you can't come in here with that pocket knife, or, oh, could you just uh, uh, turn around for a moment so I could wind you? Oh, do you have an artificial hit? Maybe that belt buckle setting things off. Or uh, maybe your job is to stand outside the floor of the, of the gallery or the floor of the House of Representatives and make sure that order and decorum are, are honored and that no one uh, who should not be on the floor should enter there during the all-important business of casting votes as members of Congress. Your job is to make sure that the process of legislative government goes on. But then every once in a while, back in 1998, and then on January 6th of this year, the responsibility changed a bit, and it was quite literally a fight. A fight to, in the case of Officer Brian Sicknick, the death. He lost his life protecting the building and all it represents. And I will forever remember this. Question comes in via the text line, says, why doesn't anyone tell us how the officer was killed? That's a very good question. And we don't yet know the answer. I am aware that an investigation is ongoing. And despite all of the countless hours of video footage that we were able to see uh, depicting the events of January 6th, it is not yet clear how Officer Sicknick actually lost his life and who is responsible. But there is an investigation ongoing, and I'm anxious for uh, conclusions there and resolution and a knowledge and understanding of what exactly happened. 
Another texture here points out, uh, rightfully so, that on the day after the riot, that I complained that the officers were underprepared. Well, what I meant by that, and I stand by it today, is that there were uh, tactical inefficiencies, that there were, uh, in, in the chain of command, uh, proper order uh, and proper orders were not handed down, uh, I think, to sufficiently safeguard the building, as evidenced by the fact that it was overrun. Now, that is by no means a commentary on any of the individuals, in particular, Officer Brian Sicknick. I think he and all the rest uh, should have been led in a more organized fashion. I think that uh, some of the safeguards and some of the tactical positioning uh, should have been more and better thought out. But that's a conversation for another day. Uh, Today we are honoring the life lost, and we will do so uh, throughout today and tomorrow and uh, forevermore. As today, Officer Brian Sicknick uh, adds his name to the very short list of those who have lain in honor in the Capitol Rotunda. I'll remind you again, those who have gone before him, Reverend Billy Graham, civil rights leader Rosa Parks, and two of his colleagues, former Capitol Police officers uh, Jacob Chestnut Jr. and Detective John M. Gibson, laid in honor in July of 1998. Quick break. When we return, we're going to talk about protests, specifically, specifically protesting in front of someone's home. You remember earlier this year and late last year when protesters attempted to gather in front of the home of Dr. Angela Dunn in the private residence of Governor Gary Herbert? Well, a Utah lawmaker would like to make that a crime. And guess what? The Supreme Court supports that move. We'll discuss that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.